0: All right, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peter. And now let's get to the fan focus. There we go. Ken and Anthony on Nick Chubb and the running back position. Here we go.
1: I mean, the one thing people brought up, could they form their own union? And in short, the answer is no. Right? I mean, I saw Andrew Brandt talking about this over the weekend. They really can't. They really can't. It's the CBA. Um, I heard, obviously, everybody weighed in on... The running back situation last week, because quite frankly, there was nothing else going on in football other than players starting to report. Uh, but that was that was the big conversation all over football. What are we going to do about running backs getting paid? Um, I'm surprised so many people care. I mean, I know we we have we have our rooting interests. We root for our guys, but the really good running backs have been paid in the NFL. The guys that haven't been getting paid. Still,
2: running back is still a very important position to fans. Fantasy football, the whole f- I mean, guys our age. I mean, we grew up with Barry Sanders. We grew up with Emmitt Smith. Running backs, guys our age, we love running backs. We do. And you hearken back to that level. Like, I don't know what a kid thinks, but I, I bet a Browns fan. I mean, my son loves Nick Chubb. I'm sure all his buddies like Nick Chubb. I mean, it's a big deal. So I I don't know if running
1: back... He's awesome to root for. He's been so much fun to root for.
2: And you look back at Browns fans who are older than us, they'll call in about Jim Brown or Ernest Beiner Mm. or or Kevin Mack or anybody. So running backs are always important to fans. Fans will get behind them. But what do you do? Because it's not like we're going to stop watching football games. Mike Florio had written from Pro Football Talk that it was his suggestion that... Their suggestion, I should say, for pro football talk, but it seems that it's Florida's suggestion who's spearheading the thing that tell the NFL now that no running backs are going to participate in next year's offseason program. Okay, and then what?
1: I don't. Who cares? That seems to be toothless. I and don't know. Do if Browns fans? Have... Do Browns fans care if Nick Chubb wasn't? No, I see
2: video of him squatting seven hundred pounds all the time. I, I, I don't know if anybody matters. I don't I, know if that matters. I, to I, Andrew
1: Barry actually referenced how, how how much people love you know Nick Chubb in his off seasons anyway. So. Yeah. This is this is just not something that matters uh, in the end. You
0: know, I was thinking about that. And we, we talked a lot about the running back spot in the 8 o'clock hour, Odyssey Rewind, go back and listen to it. But uh, what would happen if, so like, quarterbacks right now are everything. Could you imagine 20 years from now if the NFL world has evolved in a point where it's like, yeah, quarterbacks don't matter. Uh, wide receivers are what makes a team. That's kind of the logic. And I have to remind myself that sometimes. You know, running backs were such an important part of football's past. Walter Payton, guys like that, Barry Sanders, all these running backs, all these guys that were just all-time one-of-ones and, and really shaped the league. And now a lot of people that grew up watching football thinking running backs were the everything are being told they don't matter. And it's jarring to a lot of people. And, and it's not easy to make sense the same way if you told me 20 years from now well, no, who your quarterback is doesn't matter. It's wide receiver, I'd be like, mm, that doesn't add up to me, friend. You gotta you gotta give me some hard details on that one. And I think there's a, a hang up there, and I think a lot of people are having a hard time with that in trying to make the acceptance of running backs and how devalued they are in today's NFL. They were not always this disadvantaged and devalued. Now they are though, and that's the reality.
3: Alright, Nick. On afternoon drive, and his trip through the drive-thru. Part of this is on the drive-thru because those speakers get softer and softer the older I get. So I was like, Do your impression? Uh, we'll do, we'll do to order today because... And i like, uh, One more time. Well, I think what I'm saying is you're a fat ass and you need to go ahead and order your food so you can leave. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm dealing with that. The kids are. Fighting in the background, passive-aggressively messing with each other. And, you know, can I tell you who the... The second I decide I'm going to this restaurant, I know exactly what I'm going to order. It takes 30 seconds. I've eaten their menu enough. Whether it's, like, even a relatively new spot. I know their menu. I know what I like on their menu. I know what I'm going to get. And so, the kids, within roughly two or three minutes... They have the order. It's just about them shutting up. Vanessa, my wife, has gone to these same restaurants with me. We've traveled these roads together. And this woman waits until the last second
1: the change to change her mind and everything.
3: So I've got the kids. I've got the. I got Kenny from South Park in the friggin' microphone over here. And then I, everybody's order. And Vanessa goes, ah, ugh, that's so tough. I'm like, it's really not. It's lunch, babe. It is lunch. It's not, this is not, we're not, this is This is not dismantling a bomb. It's what you're going to stuff in your face for the next five minutes and then we're not going to think about it ever again. And then she goes, oh gosh. I think I'll take a number three. Okay, I'll take a, No, 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 no. I think I want a number one. But I don't want anything on it. I just want the buns, because now we got orders, right? Now we got, okay. All right, we'll take a number. No, 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 no. Uh, what was that, sir? I always just what want the buns, that, Nick. What was that, sir? Oh, you like that? Do you say number one? No, no, number one. <laughs> We've changed the order. Things have changed. Shut up. Give me a second. Ah, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'll take a number eight, but I want double the sauce. I want a cherry Coke with a splash of Sprite in it.
0: Oh, and, you're, you're just asking for, and, for failure. And
3: then nobody understands why by the end of it, I am the biggest jerk in the world.
0: I wish I was cooler in the drive-thru. I wish I was better at it. There's a lot of pressure in the drive-thru, and I don't know why. I've gone up to drive-thrus very, very recently and the, the person, you know, they, they ask you what you want, and I panicked because I didn't quite know what I wanted. I knew the, the the main basis. I don't stray too far off of what the known good stuff is most of the time. I know it. At certain fast food restaurants, I already know what I'm going to get. It's it's the filler stuff. It's the other stuff that I go I go a little rogue on, and I have completely just screwed the pooch in certain instances, not ordering right because I panicked under pressure. It's a real thing. I always... I. Can I say this as well? I don't know if the person that takes the orders at the drive-thru and also takes the cash and everything and does all like that whole that job right there. I don't know if they make the same amount of money as the other people that work in the fast food uh, employment area, but they should make more because that seems like an incredibly tough job. You're taking orders. You are handing off the orders. You are taking the cash. You are giving back the receipts. It feels like a very busy, complicated job. I'm not saying it's rocket science, but I definitely can admit it feels like that job deserves way more than minimum wage. I think a lot of those jobs in the fast food arena, you guys, they they work harder than minimum wage. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Not all of them, but, but some of them for sure. All right, Baskin and Phelps on Steph Curry's
4: top five. The headline was Steph Curry picks his all-time starting five and leaves off LeBron James. Why? Because you would click on it to see who the other people were. That's why it's the headline. Makes sense. Well, no, not necessarily. Yes, absolutely. A line in the story, and it was written on Yahoo by Robert Murphy, says, However, LeBron James was conspicuously absent. Really? Is that not what you would write for the headline? No, it's not at all what I would write for the headline.
0: I think that 99.9% of the people would look at, they would say,
4: Steph Curry's doing a top five. And then they would say, oh, I wonder if LeBron's in it. And so if I was writing the headline. I, I wouldn't even think that. Yep. I would just want to hear who his all-time starting five was. Okay. And he went more modern than he did looking back. Steph Curry's all-time starting five. At point guard, he had Magic Johnson. Sure. Shooting guard, he had Michael Jordan. Small forward, he had Kobe Bryant. Power forward, Tim Duncan. Center, Shaquille O'Neal. Obviously not realizing that Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could outplay Shaq on their worst days. Yeah, I, that was the Shaq one I agree with. I Even know. though Shaq was such a dominant force and outstanding. It's a bad top five.
0: No other way around it. Steph Curry, bad top five. That's why we don't ask basketball players to put together their top five. Unless they go on TV years later and end up like Perkins or someone that uh, just completely obliterates any sense of reality when they do these lists. It's amazing to me how Steph Curry got this so wrong, but there was 100% a slight at LeBron James there, and that's not even up for debate. He made a point to leave LeBron off, which tells me I don't care how many compliments Steph Curry can give LeBron in years to come. They're not simpatico. There's a part of Steph Curry that can't stand LeBron James, and it shows through in lists like that. Pretty juicy, though, I'll say that. All right, we move forward. It's Ken and it's Anthony, and the two of them are talking about the movies.
1: This weekend, America did go to the theater in a way they hadn't in a long time, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. It's excellent, but is it going to take these types of movies How often are these types of movies going to come out that warrant it? Will it get back to, hey, people go to the movies every week, and that's every weekend, and that's what they do? Maybe this is the the anomaly. I
2: I don't know. I want things to do, but at the same time, the whole movie theater seat thing, where I know you just made fun of Double-A. I'll say this real quickly. Like, trying to make beds out of it. I don't want strangers to get too comfortable. Because then I think shoes come off. Shoes and, and coming your off. Feet
1: are out there. It should be absolutely <laughs> yeah. outlawed on airplanes and yes. in movie theaters. Yes, shoes Especially off. Especially now in the movie theaters where you can recline the seats, and now your feet are no longer stuck underneath. Yes, you know the seats in front of you—they are now exposed up into the air, right into the jet stream there of the movie theater, to, to where that yeah. air is being recirculated all around you, and the fumes are now. Uh, encompassing the entire theater. So you're, you're, some,
0: you're saying shoes are not optional, like they are mandatory I don't at movie know. I know people oh, say, yeah, what about
1: flip-flops? And yes, I am wearing flip-flops right now. They I'm stay on the very ground. hypocritical. They stay on the ground. But or I'm possibly not, you do the cross-link. I'm not putting the flip-flops up in the air. Again, right in your direct... I agree. In your direct in in totally your nasal agree. cavity to it's, be able it, to inhale all of that. There
2: has to be some discomfort.
0: Yeah, people are too comfortable. In society, they're just they're entirely too comfortable. I don't know what we do to stop it, but shoes off should never be the answer. Again, another thing that just I'm anti going to the movie theater. I like that it's had its uh, a renaissance. I like that. I, I think that's good for the movie theater business. I don't know. I mean, how many mom and pop movie theaters are there at this point? I don't know that they're like they exist in such droves that I I need to worry about them. But I'm out. I'm out of the movie theaters. They are too comfortable. I don't need feet wafting in the air. We move forward, Nick and Dustin, on Deshaun Watson's
3: comments. I think the reality is there are going to be people out there who are out to get Deshaun still this year because they are certain he is guilty and because they are certain he deserves to be painted as a predator. And I I think that's something that not just he's going to have to get used to, I think Browns fans are going to have to Realize that just because we're a year away from this, it doesn't mean that that's going to change with him.
1: Yeah, listen, for him, he's going to have to try to block that stuff out. And, look, it's difficult anytime anybody questions your character, right? And you feel like you're a certain way or a certain type of person. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Like, for the if he wants to have a career in this league, he's going to have to put on blinders and just not worry about it because it's, it's literally going to be there probably... Until the guy retires.
3: Well, and I and I think to what you said, like, um, and I don't want to. I sometimes it can feel really icky to kind of get into the comparing any sort of allegations, very serious off the field concerns. But like, there was still a segment of people talking about Michael Vick and calling him a dog, killer. even though he has put in the work and he has done things like go to prison. Well, he's well, <laughs> he went to prison. He also has done a lot of work for. Um, the ASPCA. So, like, he has put in a lot of work when it comes to trying to bring awareness to dog fighting and how awful it truly is. You look at another guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who was accused multiple times of sexual assault and a guy who ran from the allegation. Ben didn't exactly, in like, r- like do what Michael did when it came for dog fighting. He ran from the allegations. He continued to deny them. There were also still people at the end of the day calling him a predator. Yeah. So the re- so those are two different paths, one which might be the better tactic to take, which is to learn from whatever got you in the situation that was there, it didn't matter. It didn't matter the work Michael Vick had put in. Again, it's not just something that he has to get used to. It's something Cleveland. And it... it, it if, if Deshaun has them in the playoffs this year, it is going to be something people talk about. For more on that, Odyssey Rewind. Go back, 7 o'clock hour.
0: We spoke a lot about Deshaun Watson and his comments over the weekend. We come on back. We'll get to the Guardians as soon as they wrap up. We'll get your phone calls as well. 216-474-0092. We have a lot of spinning plates up in the air when the Guardians end. We will get to that. we got a couple more thoughts on the running back situation. And also, what did they say in Cincinnati. Do it all next right here on The Fan.